open to see a bustling city square. Vendors of all sorts yell over each other, promoting their assorted crops, meats, and other fine goods. White and gold-robed men, with belts full of keys, march through the masses with noses held high. A group of children crouched near an alley as two animated hero duels cards spar on the cobblestone. But in this crowded plaza, we focus on a man resting on a large marble fountain near the center of the plaza. He is a stout young man with long dark hair and a reddish beard. He wears strange black clothing underneath his lengthy black cloak. He sits on the fountain, watching the passing crowds with a smile. He focuses his gaze as a frustrated, dark-skinned elf enters the square. Clary hurries after the busy city folk, trying to get someone's attention, but they all rush past her, paying her no mind. Excuse me, can I help you? Clary turns to face the man in black, re relieved. Uh, yes, please. I've, I've heard word that there have been red dragon sightings in this country, and I have come a very long way to kill such a beast. He chuckles, and Clary's expression sours. And I did not come all this way to be laughed at like some child. Now tell me what you know on the subject so I can be on my way. <laughs> I apologize, friend. You have heard correctly. There have been red dragon sightings in this country, but I'm afraid you're a couple centuries too late. The great dragon, Duralaxel, hasn't been seen in quite some time, and some even think him to be dead. Clary excels. You're certain the dragon's name is Duralaxel? Yes, that's the, that's the name used in all the Isagiri songs for the last 2,000 years. Well, thank you. You've successfully helped me and ruined me all at once. Clary turns to leave the fountain, defeated. Excuse me. Clary turns around. Yes? I don't mean to pry, but do you mean to kill a red dragon all on your own? Yes. Do you have a problem with that? Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. It's quite a noble goal. I just haven't heard many songs about a lone dragon slayer. Well, then you should keep your ears open. Ah, you have my word, but if you're ever in need of assistance, I do believe there's a settlement nearby brimming with hero types. You know, the type that might have seen a dragon or two. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Clary walks away annoyed, but also thinking heavily on the strange man's words. The man in black stands up and makes his way out of the busy square. We follow him as he travels through the large city until he reaches a gate with lines of wagons and horses. He approaches a man sitting at a desk with a ledger. Going somewhere today? Yes, I'm looking to travel to Breach Hill. You're in luck, sir. We've got one about to leave this very moment. From Eladir to Breach Hill is four stings. The man in black produces four silver pieces from his pocket and hands them to the bookkeeper. It's that one near the front. 
And you might want to hurry. It should have left minutes ago. The man in black walks past the line of passenger wagons until he approaches the one at the front of the line. He climbs aboard, and we see assorted travelers sitting in two tight rows along the right and left wooden benches. He walks to the end of the wagon and chooses an empty seat next to a well-dressed half-orc with salt-and-pepper hair, who appears to be deep in thought, staring at a small dagger. Excuse me, but is this seat taken? Urkel looks up, confused. Oh, um, no, yeah, uh, yeah, no, of course, here. Urkel slides over to give the man more room. The man in black sits down and lets out a sigh. Ah, I've always loved this road. Such a beautiful sight, the Isagiri countryside from Elidir to Breach Hill. Have you traveled this way before? Urkel appears to still be preoccupied with his thoughts. Uh, uh, yes, yes, no, I've, I've made this journey many times. Um, quite beautiful and early hours. I couldn't agree more. The man looks down at the dagger, being nervously fiddled with in Urkel's hands. I don't mean to pry, but do you intend to go through with it? Urkel's face turns a very light shade of green. <coughs> Excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> Why, the Call of Heroes, of course. The man points to the inscription on Urkel's dagger. This must be why you're traveling to Breachill today. Urkel, relieved, lets out a nervous laugh. Oh, um, yeah, yes, of course. Well, I don't really know. I must look rather silly. A man of my age, racing off to become a hero. Oh, not at all. I've seen many famous heroes, much older and much weaker than you, friend. Well, I find that hard to believe. I, I don't really even know what I'm doing, to be honest. Running off like this. It's just not like me. I don't even know who I am anymore. Urkel hangs his head, defeated. Good. Urkel looks up at the man surprised. Become someone else. Almost all heroes do. At least the good ones, anyways. Really? Of course. No one's born a hero. Heroes are made. Leave the old you behind and become who you want to be. If you're successful, people will praise the hell out of you, and no one will remember the you who used to be. Urkel smiles. Well, I very much like the sound of that. Very well. I think I will go to Breach Hill. And I will answer this call of heroes. That's the spirit. The man and Urkel will continue their conversation as the wagon begins to move forward and make its way down the dirt road. Time passes, and we now see the wagon pull into a small town and begin disembarking. Urkel and the man in black say their goodbyes and go their separate ways. Sir, you forgot your brochure. The man in black turns and sees a halfling woman holding up a small folded piece of parchment. Forgive me. Thank you very much. He hands her a few copper pieces and opens the pamphlet. He looks at the small map of Breach Hill and a clipping labeled Good for One Drink at the Wizard's Grace. He puts the brochure in his pocket and walks through the small town. 
We watch as the man in black enters the Breach Hill Town Square. The large stone statue of Lamin Breachton smiling down on all the townsfolk, filling their buckets at the six large water fountains. As he passes through, he notices an elf walking around the fountains, confused and without a bucket. Aaron paces back and forth, looking at the different streets that branch off from this main town square, and then back at a list of smudged notes drawn on his forearm. I don't mean to pry, but are you lost, friend? Oh, um, is it that obvious? Not at all. I've just got a keen eye, I guess, for those who are in need of some help. Are you new to this town? Yeah, I've just arrived here today, and I have no clue where anything is. I see. Well, then I believe you need this more than I do. The man hands over a folded pamphlet. Aaron accepts and opens it to reveal a tourist guide and a map of Breach Hill. Oh, I love a good tourist guide. This is perfect. Are you sure you don't need it? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I think I can manage without it. Enjoy your time here, friend. I hear it's a good place. Thanks. The man carries on his way through the small town streets and eventually approaches an establishment labeled the Pickled Ear. He enters and we see a dirty and hazy tavern with only a few tough-looking patrons sipping drinks at the bar. The man in black takes a seat at the bar and orders a drink. He takes a sip of his Whizweiser, and <laughs> out of the corner of his eye, he watches as an elven woman in green robes enters through a door labeled Employees Only. A small goblin climbs on top of the stool next to him. Frizzigig clears his throat at the bartender, but the bartender continues cleaning behind the bar. Hey, hey, uh, hey, barkeep, uh, excuse me, can I, uh, can I get some service here? The bartender grumbles and approaches. What do you want? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking for some, some heroes. They might have passed through here at some point. One is a... Is Wrong a, place, pal. We don't get business from heroes. Now, is that all you need? <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. The bartender rolls his eyes and goes back to cleaning. The man in black next to Frizzigig says, I don't mean to pry, but are you really looking for heroes? Yeah, who's asking? Oh, well, I, I just thought to inform you that this place isn't really the hottest spot for the hero types. Well, hey, what do you know? Hey, uh, hey, you! Hey, fella! Brizzigay yells at the patron down the bar. Bar. You know, you know this place ain't the, uh, the place to look for heroes when you're looking for them? And you're just straight out of luck? The patron moves further down the bar. <sighs> yeah, thanks for the advice, stranger. Um... What if I could tell you where you might find some heroes? Alright. So now you choose to be helpful? Alright, well, what, uh, out with it. Come on, I ain't got all day. Well, if, if you're looking for heroes, I'd recommend the Wizard's Grace. It's a tavern not far from here, and it seems to be trafficked by the hero types. Is that so? Well, that... Well... Frizzigig hops down from the stool. Looks like not everyone is trying to waste my time here. 
the bartender spits in Frizzigig's direction. <laughs> I hope you find what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. You too, pal. Frizzigig marches out of the pickled ear and into the busy street. The man in black lays a few copper coins on the bar next to his still full glass of Wizweiser and exits the tavern. He walks for some time until he approaches a workshop with two names, quarters and bits. He enters through one of the doors and walks through the busy spithies until he reaches one with a cold forge. A large dwarf hunches over a box of trading cars, muttering to himself, until he notices someone watching him. And yes, I did change Bartman's voice. <laughs> well, well, well. It's been quite some time, Storyteller. Yes, it has. How have you been, Bartran? Bartran shrugs. Eh, but I've taken an extended vacation. And I've gotta say I quite like it. A huge adamantine golem approaches the man in black giddily. Hello, Mambo. The man in black pats the golem's round belly and then he bows his head at the gold pseudo-dragon resting on the forge. And Sibylla. Yes, uh, Bartran, how is your recent venture going? The man in black looks down at the trading cars. Ah, Hero Duels is booming! Everybody loves it! So much, in fact, I can barely keep up with the demands for new cards! Eh, but you did not come here to see me. Whatever do you mean? I do enjoy visiting old friends. Hey, I know that face. Every time I see that damned face, means I'm going to get roped into something all over again. The man in black smiles at Bartran, and they both begin laughing. We slowly pan away from them and fade to black. Okay, so, I mean, what the fuck, man? You guys uh, are standing in a vault looking down on the deed of Citadel Alteran. Goodness. What do you do? That's a good-ass question. There is a lot of things going on right now. Like, a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. um, player to player, like, next steps. We gotta get back to Breach Hill. But we've got to we got to figure out what to do with Vaz. Like we've got a we've got a portal to Breach Hill and the deed to the place we're reporting to. So that's fine. Portal to the Citadel. We don't have to like portal travel portal. for a day now. But yeah, we as characters have to figure out what we're gonna do with Vaz before we can do that. Um, just like out of like RP, um. Alec has mentioned, at least by now, that um, 
Vaz is admitted to basically directing. Well, necromancy is not though. At least in the way I see things, necromancy is not like always evil. Like it's um, it it is another type of magic. It's it's it a lot. It's like mostly it's like Slytherin. There are good wizards that have come from Slytherin, you know. Um, so she wouldn't be like sent to prison for raising the dead. Um, but, um, at least, at least in like Alex's eyes, but she has admitted to directing the bloody blades. So if she's the ringleader of a mercenary who's killed people that deserves to go to prison. So Alec, Alec has mentioned now that she's like under your custody, he says like, it is his goal and also his quest, you know, to, to end the bloody blades. And so since she has like kind of given up, he needs to escort her to breach Hill and hand her over to like Greta is like what he's wanting to do. I definitely show the rest of the group that we now have a deed to the Citadel, make sure everybody's in the loop. But in terms of, uh, Vaz, I think I think there's something to be said about like her, what she was gonna do next. Like she's like, okay, I'm just supposed to write a letter. I leave it somewhere and it gets picked up. I think we could potentially like grab a lead or like fake set up a meeting or you know attempt to write a letter of some kind saying like, yeah, like I want to disclose all of this. I need to meet you or something. You know, I think that's a, a loose string we could grab onto. Uh, so are you recommending? We, and like we can RP this, of course, but are you recommending we keep Vaz in our custody until we have this lead? Or are you trying to just get the information out of her and do it ourselves? I don't think she knows anything. Well, we have to figure out where to leave the letter and everything. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know if there's a way that we could pardon, like loosen up her sentence if she's tight-lipped, but she has been pretty much willingly giving us information. Up yeah. Until this point, she was just hired for a job, pretty much. Yeah, it's over. Like she knows she's done. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would assume that if she lets us know how to do it, or I don't know, like, will they allow her to do it herself, and we just watch from the bushes? You know. That's one thing I was thinking about. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, let's find I out what our characters important. think. Yeah. 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 Um. So Kaleri is going to turn to everybody. Still on. Still at one hit point. Bleeding from several gashes <laughs> from negative energy. Looking fairly ghastly and less stout than she normally does. Is going to turn to everybody and say, Well, I think our only lead here is to find out who this employer of Vaz's is. She said that she leaves letters somewhere and... They mysteriously get picking up and and dropped off. I, I'm I'm not sure. What do you all think we should do? Yes, are we all in front of Vaz right now? Are we like in a group with them? Are we still a ways away? I mean, Claire, are you trying to talk to all of us or with her? Or? I'm just trying to talk openly. Like she knows okay. she's done. So. Yeah, Vaz, you mentioned that there was, um a place that you would leave letters and they would disappear and reappear and there'd be a new one there. Like a courier was picking up and dropping off or some sort of magic was involved. Um, 
do you know what to write? Was your correspondence supposed to be, refresh my memory, forgive me, was your correspondence to deliver all the details or were you to set up a meeting with your employer? Someone was to meet me. Ah. But but I do not know who it was supposed to be or when or where, but they said they would be watching and would come to me when the time was right. Do you do you know anything about these people you are with? I know many things, Goblin. I know more <laughs> of this place and the people who built it than anyone. But as of my Oh yeah? Tell us something. But as of my employer, I do not know them. I only know that they are secretive and powerful. Alright, cool. So the question I asked you was what do you know about the employers? You said some stupid shit. So you don't know anything <laughs> about the around. employer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Voss, right. Yeah, that's right. Listen to me. Listen to us. You're a smart woman. You you fully trusted your your allegiance to an entity that you know nothing about that doesn't sound like They you. told me. They came to me and said that Alceta's ring existed. I followed the plans and here I am in Alceta's ring. These people know more than you and I. So yes, I trust them. They seem to know what's really going on in this world. But you're not here for the portals. You're here for money for your project. Right? Correct. And they said I could use the portals. Oh, that's right. Forgive me. Short-term memory. (laughs) Well, one thing's for certain. I think we all can agree here. Alec included. Um, You're done. Your time is, your your promises, everything that, that you said, uh, you know, you were going to get, it's gone. It is over. It is true. Um, I've been I don't know if, Yes. Alec, I don't know. You're the man of the law here. I don't know if there's a way that, Vaz, if, if you would kindly play along, potentially point us in the right direction of your employer one way or another, if we were to allow you to shorten a sentence. I or... told you. They would be watching and would contact me. <laughs> they would already know that it is a lost clause. There's no way you will find my employer. Not by using me as bait, anyway. Some scrying going on here. Um, oh, and no, the lead guys. is cold. What she says I, don't, is true. I don't know. These could be, if they knew about this, if they knew where it was, I, this could be, they, they, they could be way above our pay grade. I agree. But I don't know where to go from here. If we choose not to open the portal, if the idea is to lock everything down, what's next? Where do we go from here? I don't, I don't. No, you're you're right. I I feel some sense of security now that we have 
the key to at least where these cultists were coming from. I, I don't think I have any reason to feel worried. Um, speaking of, uh, Aaron or anyone who wanted to investigate that sigil, the, can I do the, the gate? Sigil? No, the, oh. the, yeah. the gates that you have a key to. Oh, okay. I'm going to do that. Do that, was the, that was the last big thing I wanted to do okay. here. Oh, okay. Wait, which one? The the gate that the arrowhead fits into. Okay. What was the goddess? Cataphys. Yeah. Just, just for me, which is, which one on the map is that? Which? Um, I believe this one. Okay, so this. Is this a uh, religion slash elven lore? Or well, or well, I guess this one. Um, Arcana actually. Arcana. Um, yeah. I'll do it. Also, all of them have names, so there are different gates, and I can give this to you later. But the one that you were looking at is called Hunter Gate. Hunter Gate. Jaeger Gate. Okay. Hunter Gate. <laughs> do I have to roll something to do it? Arcana. 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 Uh-huh. That's what you said. <laughs> I got a 24. Um... Aaron, you look at this gate and you see that, like, while it is intact, um, like the stone, like you said, like nothing can really harm these, like, gates unless it's super powerful. Um, like you a nuke? Look, yeah. You, you look and you see that while the stone, the material is intact, the, um, the magic that's flowing through it is all kinds, all kinds of wrong. Um, imagine like a super thick, like wire, right. Has been, um, cut like a threaded wire and it's been cut and it's like down to its last sliver connecting mm. the two portals. And yeah. now there's like all of these like frayed, like arcane, like threads just kind of waving around and it would take some time for a wizard or some other arcane user to sit in one by one, like piece back of the connection between the two portals. I see. I explain in the best way that I can <laughs> that this uh, magical tie needs to be tailored up, you know, and take some time. I guess I'll start right now. <laughs> well, uh, Urkel, you asked what our next mode of action was maybe maybe we have to go through the the portal i i don't know i don't know well that would take some time right is it's, that it, how, it, aaron you look it's like it'll take me weeks you know yeah like it'll you're the only weeks, one you know you're the only one like qualified and i'm it's the only one qualified and it's gonna take a lot of time <laughs> uh also renale turns and she's like in her like normal form like her like half spider half human yeah, and she kind of speaks to Clary and says, "Yes, I, I wanted to ask, Clary. I am very far from my home, and I wish to travel back. And I will help you with that, whatever you need, if you could open this door back to my people." Yes, do not worry, Renale. We have. We have the tools to get you home. And maybe I can go back and see my home for myself once more, but it will take us some time. Aaron over there, he's quite 
quite the astute wizard. He knows what he's doing, but it'll still take him some time. In that case, I will stay here and serve as guardian of these portals. I do not wish to go further. The humans on the surface may not treat me as kindly as you have, and I feel much safer here in these caves. You're squatting in our home? <laughs> Technically, it's Just not the kidding. castle. Oh, it's our, back well, it's our backyard. Okay, yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, mm. it's our backyard. All right. uh, ladies and gentlemen, one thing I guess I've been thinking about while we've been sitting here is... On the other side of this portal, and I point at the one that leads to Citadel Altrin, is a, a, a relic, you know, a, a, a castle, a, a structure. Um, on the other side of these doors could very well be more clues to the others. These all seem very connected. And, you know, I guess if we want to find a direction for these other portals, I mean, there's a very real chance that there could be evidence on the other side. Pointing pointing in the right direction. Or an army. An army of Charakhan. I don't know. Could be both. It's a coin toss, really. One of them is almost guaranteed to have an army behind (laughs) As Aaron Aaron likes to say, I think that I am level four now, and my (laughs) AC is 23, and I take... Oh, Three DR to bludgeoning damage, so fuck them. <laughs> uh, we got yeah. That. You say level four, but actually, you guys are level five now. Oh my god! Yeah! We received no warning of this. I know. Be. We're small town heroes now. We hit the we hit the level. That's, That's a incredible. moderate elixirs of life incoming. Unlimited measures of. But let's not worry about that. Let's not worry about that. Unlimited elixirs of life. Okay, so you More? guys have pretty much scoured most of you, most of what you can from here. You've yeah. made all the checks correctly. You now see there is, um, and and like like these uh, doorways that like the big door and the double doors, those are not Ayudara, but those are like kind of like dimension door portals. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're not official Ayudara, but they are like yeah. helpful things. Um, There's yeah, a lot of bodies so, on the ground too. So yeah, yeah a bunch of dead Charka. Um, Where's oh. their money? Uh, yeah, you guys. Do you guys want to loot the bodies? We love yes. the body. We're basically it. good. We love to loot the dead, so, especially that gold clothing. Yeah, the, we okay, should call yeah. ourselves the dead body looters. <laughs> <laughs> the grave. We're just we're just grave, grave robbers. robbers. The we're grave really robbers. adventurers. We uh, just rob the cherished items from people's uh, dear past loved ones. After uh, we make them past, you guys. <laughs> You guys don't find anything on the um, Bugards or Charcot. Nothing magical mm. or anything expensive. Uh, but you do see that there is a um, there is a ruined chain shirt on the cult leader. Ma- yeah, there's magic there. There's um, a like ruined gauntlet the this like golden dragon gauntlet claw i think it's awesome and then finally clara you look and you see that there is there's a golden religious dragon figurine 
of a, of a red dragon that you recognize as a religious symbol of Dahak. I'm finna destroy this thing, but tell me how much it's worth before I do that. <laughs> uh, 20 gold pieces. Oh. 20 gold pieces to the right buyer. You can, I mean, you can I, melt it down. Yeah. I'm gonna grab it and... Uh, I'm going to give it to Urkel. <laughs> I'm going to say, Urkel, I feel rage welling up within me when I look at this. I know it's worth money, but I want to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So you probably should hold on to it. <laughs> uh, Urkel grabs Kaleri by the shoulder and says, this is a cast hunk of gold, and that is all. Mm-hmm. That is all it is. We'll melt it down and make some money. Puts it in his <laughs> uh, Oh, also, just so you know, Aaron, um, the the little key that you found, the like uh, the Alceta magic key, that also acts as a holy symbol. So you can use that to go through all the doors, like the portals. Cool. Um, instead of having to like drop a sign or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Aaron, do you uh, want to check these? The chain shirt and the, the gauntlet. chain shirt and the ruined gauntlet. Yes, I give the key to Urkel, and I say, this is the key to my heart. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Foz, I think Aaron wanted me to give you this. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Not her. She broke me. She broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> she broke you? She broke Ooh. me. I didn't know it was that spicy. <laughs> I... It's more like raising oh. the dead, not... But it's okay. The, uh, the st- I, steward's key, iron key. You got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I apologize. The um, the gauntlet is not gold, but red. But uh, red. Even spicier. Ah. Chance, I just wish you would tell us the truth sometimes. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, right, Jackson. I'm not. Your, how many roll? rolls am I rolling? Chance, I'm not mad. Two. I'm, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Man, that's even worse. <laughs> I got a 28 oh, and a 29. Sorry. Uh, 29? 28 and a 29. Okay. Uh, plus one chain shirt. So pretty, expen- pretty expensive rune there. Um, and then you find uh, this this dragon gauntlet. It is a sharp taloned plus one striking spiked gauntlet. Wow. It appears to have been crafted from red dragon scales. With claws built from iron, in addition to the typical weapon traits, this gauntlet has the versatile slashing trait, so it can be bludgeoning and slashing. And on a critical hit, it deals an additional 1d6 fire damage. Also, um, as a reaction, there is a trigger. The trigger for this reaction is your attack roll with the gauntlet is a crit success. If you crit success on an attack roll, the creature you hit must succeed a DC 19 fort save or be sickened one by the gauntlet's acrid smoke. Creatures who don't need to breathe are immune. What? There's that so is... much going on with that thing? So thing. What kind yeah, of gauntlet that, was that it? That just sounds like money. A plus one striking uh, dragon gauntlet? Plus one striking spiked gauntlet. Spiked and, it, and, gauntlet. and it's, you know, it's a red dragon gauntlet or whatever. Well, I'm appalled. Yeah. So. 
Red dude, it's got scales. it's made out of scales. That's that is you, dude. That's macabre. You freaking like wearing your enemy. I don't know. D uh, can he wear that? Kinda, and no, wield yeah, his it would sword? be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, you wheel. Uh, yeah, you put the gauntlet on, and you just have it on one of your hands. It'd be kind of badass. Okay, Clara Dragon Slayer. That's kind of oh. nice. It's kind of it's kind of smoking. It's kind of cool. That's kind of saucy. Some people wear the blood of their enemies. I can get behind yeah. it. Put it on. <sighs> you want to try it? Put it on. Gotta shake this monkey hand out of it first. Hold on. Um, <laughs> in like oh, yeah, actual in actual RP, I think. Hilary is like. Fine, I'll take it, but only as a reminder of what my end goal is. As long as I have this gauntlet, I'm reminded that Sayadi must die, and that's all. She takes it and keeps it. Hella cool. Hella cool. All right, you guys have successfully like cleared this area. Um, you've found out most of what you can glean from the religion and arcana checks and you've looted the bodies and you found the deed and now you have two different ways out you know one's the stairs and one leads back into the um i guess i guess if you wanted to go through the other way the um lictor chamber yeah, yeah what do you guys do alec is i i think it's timed we've moved on and every moment of this Murderer is not in chains. I get wary. We need and to go I back agree. and collect the bodies or some sort of proof that we've killed the rest of the gang as well. We have some money waiting for us back in town. There's one person that we kept alive, if I recall. Yes. Uh, Would it be faster at this point to go from Hell Knight Hill to their encampment than go back all the way through the cave? Dude, no. it's like it's like it's a day's me. walk. Yeah, it's days. Yeah. Uh, Alec, Wait, Alec, to get from to get from Breach, Breach Hill, Hill to, to the encampment, the camp, which oh, is right was, outside okay. of the to Guardians Way. Castle. Yeah, gotcha. we're like we're like okay. we're like I'm, a I missed that a few hours walk from the mouth of the cave, but that's yeah. still better than a day. Right, chance. Hmm. Oh no, you you guys are remember you walked for an entire day through the caves. Yeah, but but to Guardians Way from Breach Hill takes about how long? Oh, it's about the same. You, I mean, you guys are like miles below Breach Hill, so like okay. it's it's the same distance either way. Uh, okay, I see. So it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. So um, you might as well just go and, back now. And Alec also says out of RP that like by turning in Vaz, who's like the head, you know, um, like that will give you guys some kind of reward. And he's not in it for the reward. He's in it just so that he gets like... For justice! Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, he's... He, remember, he's doing this because you guys took his training away. Yeah, like took this his training was away. His training. Oh, yeah, right. So, so he's just in it for that. And then he also says that, like, um, you know, essentially, now that everything's been accounted for and they've... He's like... You, he's swept through the second floor, like... There's no reason for the Hell Knights to be here anymore, and they're going to move on. And on their way out, they will stop by Guardian's Way and, like, collect the bodies. Okay, so there's a team to get there. Yeah. yeah, as, as you know, you guys are fine. Like, as far as that. No need to, like, travel back to Guardian's Way right now. Yeah, looks like we... That's good to know, Alec, and we can 
maybe take the, the magic portal back to our new quarters and maybe <laughs> head down to Breach Hill from there. We've got lots to do, gang. Lots yeah. to lots to do. Also, Alex says, I mean, he sees the deed and he says, yeah. he, he says, uh, he looks at the, um, the letter. And he says, yeah. yes, this, this Lucian, Lucian vote. It's a rather dangerous, dangerous criminal. Dangerous order of the nail. He's been missing for some time. Missing? Yes, he's fled. He resisted and must be killed. And he has eluded the order of the Rack's grasp for some time now. But, the way I see it, this citadel is rightly yours. And... As, uh, as long as you do some redecorating and <laughs> no one were to suspect that the Order of the Nail was stationed here, I believe my commanding officers will not have a problem with you uh, owning and taking over this castle. Clary uh, kind of walks off to the side and like motions for like Alec to like come over. Here we freaking go. Okay, this sorry. is why we're here. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Um, and like away from earshot of the others, she says, well, Alec, if you're looking for a vote, you could just stay with us. I mean, we're, we're going to be traveling Quite a far. I, I don't know. I don't know what your plans are. I don't know if you want to climb the ranks of the Hell Knights or what, but all I'm saying is I'm glad you're here. And Yeah, she is. You're uh, You're a good friend. And you're a good man. Hi. You give you share with me kind words, Miss Colary. And I take them to heart. But I... I'm on a path. And it's... Let's let's talk about this over drinks. I let's, think uh, I need a drink, says Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, on, "Let me uh, let me wipe all this steam off of my uh, off of my computer screen. It's getting kind of steamy in here." Uh, he says, "We've we've been down here for quite some time, and I believe we all deserve some rest. Uh, let's go up, and I would like to talk to you. And I did I did give you my word that I would share more things with you over a drink." I Fair enough. And then he kind of heads up. I mean, do you guys all head up? Yep. Yeah. Are we taking yeah, Vaz? It's time. Yep. Aaron's taking what Vaz. What the heck is going jail? on? Yeah, you guys are. <laughs> Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. Aaron has no clue what's going yeah. on right now. Um. Yeah, you guys. Uh, I mean, the fastest way would just be to go up the stairs, you know. And yeah. Okay. So you guys exit the stairs, uh, or you go you go through the little dimension door portal. Um, you go up the, you know, up to the, the bottom basement floor, 
crawl through some rubble. Citadel Alteran. Yeah, squeeze through the... Home sweet home. Uh, As you guys are passing from the basement to the the first floor, to the main floor, um, you guys see... uh, See a giant grizzly bear just no. <laughs> munching, munching on some dead birds, but it doesn't, <laughs> but doesn't pay any attention to you guys. And then you guys head up, big, big bumbles just eating. Oh, that's oh, just old, he got that's just down. That's just old Mo. Yeah. Still <laughs> happy uh, to see that he squeezed through. Yeah, yeah and, he finally made it. And uh, yeah, you guys head up, and for the first time in days, you guys come out. Of those ruined stairs you saw so long ago when you first fought that Growlithon. And you enter this courtyard. Sun hits you. The, 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 you know, end, the end of summer, early fall breeze hits you. And you can finally breathe some fresh air. Come up. And you see all the, all the Bumblebrashers are over. And they're, they're jumping up and down and. You hear them say, Dragon Slayer, Dra- Dragon Slayer's here. Well, what are they doing downstairs? And, you know, they're all, like, happy that Calary's there. And uh, over in the corner, in, like, a black tent, you see um, Paralictor Reese and Hell Knight Ross and, um, uh, shoot, not Armager, what is it? Signifier Bennett. And, yeah, you guys kind of walk walk over. Uh, Eric, Alec kind of motions you guys over to the black tent. Um, or like kind of says like he, he takes Vaz and like walks over to the black tent. Uh, but on your way over, um, you hear, uh, Frizzagig, And you see, uh, Warble and, uh, kind of like, Hey Warble, what's up? Um, uh, we were, we were worried about you. We didn't see you in town. Um, it did, is the, the way clear for us to return home? Um, I, yeah, yes and no, the, 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 the main situation has been taken care of. There is a bear <laughs> who's, uh, who, who was trapped down there at some point. Oh, yeah. He's now on big, his way big out. Big Bumble. Yeah, Big <laughs> Bumble's out of his cage and, uh, out of his little room. Uh, and I would... Uh, probably wait until he returns into the uh, into the forest from whence he came. Okay. Uh, we're not really sure how to get him out. Uh, that was. He'll just wander out on his own. I wouldn't worry about that. That wasn't a really good idea that we had. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one was. We, you know, we kind of wanted a mascot, me, and and yeah, not our brightest <laughs> moment. How okay? Let's back up. How would you get the bear down there in the first place? Yeah, the conversation goes, and then um, Helba kind of comes over to Kaleri and says, "Um, uh, dragons there. Were you able to find the Bumblebrasher funds that were downstairs? We're we're struggling to get by here on our own." Jesus. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Of of course, we found. We found your 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 tailed riches, isn't that right, Urkel? Urkel, over here, Urkel! You have you have the fucking money, Urkel! I know you do. Get your ass okay. over here! Okay, all right, hold on. No need to call names. Um, I think you guys had like, I think I found like 
two gold seals. It's um, like four hundred copper and like yeah, two gold pieces, I believe. Here, here's a bunch of your copper back. Um, and yeah, I I canned it over, no problem. All here of it. Your your of course, we're not crooked. Uh, I do remember there was a contract that we may have entered into you verbally that you said we may get some Urkel? of your riches. Urkel, Urkel, we're fine. Are you, goblins. At, are you good at your job, Kaleri? Let the goblins have their <laughs> money. Rule number one of that working, if you're good at your job, never do it for free. I'm so sorry <laughs> about him. Please keep the money. Helba is like looking back and forth at you two, not knowing <laughs> what's going on. Urkel, also, we have more than enough to get by. Notice. Urkel, we have more than enough <laughs> oh, to get by. No. We're in a completely different tax bracket than them We're now. Leave them alone. Them. <laughs> oh, so we're just going to let them live free of rent, free of... You see this gold piece of paper here? You see what this is? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, first uh, again, uh, no, we're not talking again, about I can't, that. I can't. <laughs> we, we can't read. Please. Here's your money back. It's fine. Keep your money. Thank you. She takes a lockbox and, like, you see a single tear in the corner of her eye. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of like walks why? back to our people and they're all like jumping and down jumping see that tear urkel that tear is worth more gold than you've ever seen in your life if i remember correctly you probably lost us two or three gold with thomas cattlesby so i don't want to hear it <laughs> this is why your outfit costs as much as my okay um, my little uh my little thing here, my my <laughs> thing, why the word escapes me. <laughs> my pinky ring costs more than your whole outfit. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> that would have been such a sick joke, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, we, really, pan, really we pan over, we pan <laughs> over. Uh, and we see um, the Hell Knights approaching uh, the party and Alec is kinda talking to um Paralictor Reese and says says uh Yes, it, it, it would appear my uh, my adventuring friends um, in fact did show up and they've helped me clear most of the second floor, uh, Paralictor Reese, and um, not to mention we, we did find the bloody blades, you know, the ones that attacked the town a couple days ago. We, we found them, they, we stashed uh, the survivors and the bodies, they are at Guardian's Way. Uh, remember, we were going to head there, I believe, after we finished with the castle, and, well, it appears this this elf is responsible for the attacks and manipulating the mercenaries to work for her. So, with your, with your permission, I'd like to take her back and put her into custody. And then Paralictor Reese kind of looks and nods through his I mean and all all three of them they don't you don't see their faces they have closed helms and S signifier Bennett like legit has no eye holes in her mask it's just a gray steel mask um but uh but yeah he he nods and says good job homager homager Montague it appears it was a good idea to enlist these adventurers and he kind of looks and he says uh who is the head of this party really putting us on the spot here <laughs> i pat urkel on the back a couple times and push him forward 
Yeah, I kick him in the shins and then push him forward. <laughs> everyone, yeah. everyone shoot him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I kick him too and I push him on the ground and I take my spot as lead of the party. Um, I guess I keep the books for this group. He says, well, I appreciate you guiding my young armager here. And I apologize on behalf of my comrade. He looks over at Hell Knight uh, Ross. And he says, for the squabble we got into the other day with your friend. Looking over at Frizzigig. Says, it appears you've done us a great deal of work here. And we're grateful. Um... I would like to say one more thing regarding Arbinger Montague, is that correct? Yes. You cut yourself a little short there, son. You also pulled some burning, potentially alive folks out of a a crumbling building. Um, Assisted us when we attempted to make that not as easy as possible to do. This this man here, as much as he's done his work and shared definitely what he's accomplished, he's he's done more than he's he's given himself credit for. He's he's something special. You're lucky to have him as a group. And no no harm harm done. We're we're more than happy to help and and really more than anything we we thank you for, for letting us borrow one of your own. We wouldn't have been able to do it without him. Speak, speak uh, honeyed words, but I will take that into account, what you say of my young Armager. Well, he says, Armager Montague, take this criminal to her cage and take the night off. We'll see you up here at dawn and we'll shove off tomorrow morning. Till then, and they kind of they kind of go back to work. Um, and I'm assuming you guys probably like head out of the courtyard, right? Alec, it's a Geary Pale Ale, huh? <laughs> a little bit of it's a Geary Pale Ale for us, maybe. He's a stoutman. Oh, he's uh, a stout guy. That's right. Alec, uh, Alec does some crazy <laughs> frat frat thing. He's like, hell yeah. Um, but as you guys are are kind of walking out, Alec is coming with you and Vaz too. Um, Paralictor Reese says, Oh, I almost forgot. Armager Montague such these men to make sure they don't have any contraband on them. And Alec kind of looks at you guys and looks back and he says, says, uh, Paralictor Reese, I I did search them when we made uh, made uh, our party earlier, and I don't believe they. And he says, "Check them now, Arminger." And he kind of looks uncomfortable and looks at you guys with a kind of you know sorry, embarrassed look, and he goes to check Kaleri. Does Kaleri have any contraband? Kaleri has no contraband. Uh, he 
goes and checks Frizzigig. Does Frizzigig have hey, any Hey, 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 take it easy. <laughs> uh, I... Let me just double check to make sure. I don't uh, believe you do. No, okay. I, uh, no, he does not. Okay, then he walks and turns to Aaron. <laughs> checks, checks Aaron. Does Aaron have any contraband? Um, what's contraband? Uh, so the Order of the Nail Insignia is contraband, and then the three uh, books. I say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, I say don't touch me, Alec. Get off me. He says, I am I'm sorry, but I... I must. Kaleri, Kaleri trips and accidentally falls into... Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> well, to be, to, to, be an, to be honest, uh, Aaron, you did have a night to glean over your books. And the insignia brought you nothing other than what you did in the bottom floors. And the books, all of the knowledge they held, you already have in your mind. Still wrong. Is there any way that while he's searching the rest, I can like take my bag off and open it for him and maybe attempt to shove the book into the uh, Bargus mouth? Um, it's I, so he takes, he takes, he takes the order of the nail insignia and the books from Aaron. Um, and then he goes over to Urkel and searches Urkel. And I'll I'll let you make a uh, thievery check to I believe let me see it's gonna be tight I think um I think it's called palm it's palming yeah it's palming palm an object yeah here we go I feel like shit doing it almost was a twenty let's but it see a, it a natty fourteen plus ooh hold on uh it's twenty it's twenty if we're level ten now. 10 oh sorry sorry if we're level if we're level five. no you're you're level you're level four yet it's right now and we go plus oh we're still level four yeah, yeah we haven't wrong so, rested yeah. yet uh 23 so yeah urkel you open your bag and you slip it like under your hand under your arm and alec checks the bag and looks and you know he's he's expecting nothing and he finds nothing and he turns Around to show Paralictor Reese. And Paralictor Reese points to under Urkel's arm. What? And Alec looks and sees it and <sighs> takes it. He takes it and he looks at the book. And then he looks at Urkel. And his expression darkens, and he take it and he takes it and hands the contraband back to um, Paralictor Reese. Oh, I have no remorse. No, neither do mm. I. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. Alec, Alec uh, says, "You all head down to town. I will." Meet you later. 
Sorry, Alec. I'll see you later, Alec. Don't forget. <laughs> I will not forget Wait. my meeting with you, Kaleri. And he, he just kind of like, kind of shuts down and is yeah, talking. Sure. Yep. Okay, out of your hair. Thank you, gentlemen. What a douche. <laughs> um, he's he a product had... of the system. He now, chooses to now stay in the also, system. Character wise, he keeps getting freaking emotional about T Stagram stuff, and that was a T Stagram book. He yep. come but, on. But, what is we're gonna have a talk. But T Stagram was um on the inside cover. Uh. He did. He's yeah, just so sad he, that, that then that what? You lied no, to there's him. no way. It's a book. Like, he would have to open it to know that it's contraband. Well, the front of it says like volume, whatever, whatever. Okay, sure, that's fair. <sighs> I mean, I think he'd be more pissed if he knew what it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he. But anyway, we'll talk about it. He, uh, you guys, head down. Watch the party. Man, the sun sets as they walk down this hill. For the, for the second time, right? Second no, time. No, the third time. Holy. The third time oh, yeah, they make yeah. this trip down, the sun setting. Last time they had just kind of became friends, kind of figured each other out. Now they own a castle together. And they've killed a, a goblin god and uncovered a plot and have discovered a lot about themselves and each other. We watch as they go back to town, and we're gonna fade. We're gonna jump ahead. It's uh, it's night time, and we see see them all sitting around a table at the Wizard's Grace. They've all got a drink in hand. They've all cleaned up. They sit around each other. And I'm gonna just open the floor for you guys to share anything together as a party for just a little bit before we kind of get into the the closing of the episode. Anything you guys want to share with each other at the end of this season? Well, is this in characters as player? In character. In character. Like, All right. like, uh, like, off, like off. Alec. The dude's a wiener. Larry's got her Isagiri pale ale and she turns to Aaron and says she's like a couple in at this point. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, it's been a long yeah. couple of days. And she says Aaron Aaron Aaron, first and foremost thank Ketifis that you decided to save my life. <laughs> okay? She is drunk. I am very grateful and I want you to know that. But, dude, you've been gone for, like, ever, man. You, you were fucking dead. You don't know what's been going on here back in B-Town, man. That's the, that's the name of this episode, Back in B-Town. <laughs> Contraband and Back in B-Town. Aaron, we thought you were dead. So? We thought you were dead. Okay, okay. I'm going to tell you what happened. I thought I was dead, too. I'm going to tell you what happened. For a hot minute. Urkel, Frizzigig, you're going to have to fill in the gaps. I've got a soft spot for this Isagiri stuff. And 
I can't stand that Wizwiser, but this stuff is pretty good. So you might have to step in for me here. But I'm going to try to tell the tale best I can. Aaron, we woke up in the middle of the night. Actually, I was right sitting right, probably right here. And there was a building on fire. And we went out to the fire and everybody said you were dead. And because that's what you were you were at the bookstore and then we thought you were dead and Alec came over he met us there and he was like super pissed we went down to Hell Night Hill without him and whatever but he went into the building that was on fire and pulled your body out he he pulled you out he pulled you out, Aaron. He pulled you and he pulled Vaz and pulled you out. Cut you right out. Your crispy your crispy bodies. And then he Okay, so you know me. I get I get mad sometimes. And I was pretty upset and I wanted she to kill fine. I wanted to kill some people because they killed you and this, you know, stuff. So we went to go uh-huh. we went to go find them and he came he came with us. He us. chose to come with us after we had gone behind his back to search for contraband and pretty much told him to go shove it. He came with us. He came to save to save you, to, to bring you retribution. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. That he did. No, I think I think you should take it from here, Urkel. I'm I my storytelling is getting kind of kind of weak we we went up Aaron we thought you were dead 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 frizzy gig inspected and there was there was a moment I don't know what he really discovered but we thought you were dead they were real (laughs) and and Alec I don't know bodies were real Uh, uh, and he came anyway we've given him chance and chance again to to really kick rocks and he just decided to to come anyway he's a He's a hero, forgetting you, regardless of, of, in spite of what we've done to him. So we went and we we found the the bloody blades up at Guardian's Way, and actually, I'm quite familiar with Guardian's Way. I was posted there in the military uh, back in my, my days. I was, was. Did you laugh at me, sour prick? Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> and after slaughtering most of them. Clary ran after one with her blade swinging wildly and cut off his head, I think. He was literally crying for his mother. She just killed him. Killed him dead. <laughs> yeah, oh, Frizzy King started ruthless. lighting things on fire. I did do that. That was pretty That was pretty satisfying. Place is ash. It's complete ash now. <laughs> we followed a trail. Fought a... Uh, well, what? What happened before we killed this big fat spider? And, 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 yeah, yeah, it was and some change, yeah. Oh, actually, beforehand, we had a nice little, uh, I felt like it was really on my charisma game, <laughs> and we convinced uh, all of the bloody blades to come out and pretty much stand like Civil War soldiers while we pounded them. <laughs> Got them hey, out hey. of the trees as wild. We didn't, uh, we didn't show, uh, we, we, we never showed Aaron that, that, that contract. Contract? With, uh, uh what's his name, uh... Breach butt. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Holy, did we? Yeah, we took that. I'm gonna dig through my bag real fast Lamb and throw and down. Butt. 
<laughs> throw down the um uh it is a design I meant breach where is it I have it in here oh the, it's gosh. the golden contract yeah it's just a golden mm. contract signed by Greta's ancestor ancestor mm-hmm. from she was like an original or he was an original yeah um member of breach hill mm-hmm. and it pretty much was it was very culty writing very yeah. culty yeah writing. apparently he, he has legend. like a whole cult yeah i, I I'm heard sorry, about what? this too yeah hmm? like well i what mean what did you hear i i heard that he was like a he was a wizard and it kind of seems like there's some shady connections and this whole town seems like it was planted by a dude that had a cult very oh, strange writing. Mm. Very Pretty. ancient scroll. Is yeah. is wait, wait is the town the cult or is the cult somewhere else? I feel like the I feel like it was like a, a a cult like following that started the town and if there's still connections to I don't know. Could so be, that, could kinda like Salt deep. Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Kind he of was yeah. Joseph Smith. <laughs> the, the Golden Plates. <laughs> the Utah province. Um <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah, so we found some cultist writing. Um, took care of a goblin god, and then Frizzy Gig. I mean, I wanted to talk to you about that as well. How you feeling? Frizzy Gig has in front of him a glass of something super strong, right? It's like cask strength whiskey or something. Double strength was what? He's got just the 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 fattest cigar in his mouth. Uh, Man, I love that we like got chilling right buns. now. And uh, <laughs> I look Gosh. in my pouch, and the one I had left is gone. It's yeah. <laughs> and smoking yes. it. He just has it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he just. Uh, he just... <sighs> I. Uh, I mean, about with the. The journal? He, he pulls it back out. You mean this? With everything. Yeah, all... I don't... I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't really remember that moment super well. But... So I, I don't know what I said and what I didn't. I... Uh, that man who wrote this... He, Pops the journal down on the table. This journal was uh, seemed to be leading the the, you know, the the group of people I told you about that blurred down half my village and and uh, killed a lot of our people and probably took my sister away. Um. I wanted to kill him. That didn't happen. Let's not talk about that anymore. Uh, anyway. Um, I, I mean, basically, I don't know. Uh, he, I, I need to go check out... I know exactly the tree he wrote about in here where they went after they uh, attacked our village. I... Uh, I, I mean, he said apparently... That the other guys they abandoned him, and and they they're going to the Mwangi or one of them is, I'm not really sure, but I don't know. This is a uh, the situation or the circumstance might have been 
disappointing. But this is a big, uh, this is a big clue. This is a big step forward. This was a big find. Oh, and he mentioned something about a cube, and he pulls out the fragment, and he says, I don't know. Aaron, you look at this. You tell me if you know anything about it. Oh, this is the Tesseract. <laughs> Done. Um, <laughs> do, can I actually learn anything more than, like, what Frizzy yeah, Gig roll, learned about it? Well, uh, um, I can't check. You have to get, like, 30, I swear. No, I think so. I feel like I got a high roll on it. Sorry. Um, I got a... We haven't slept yet, right? No. Not yet. I got a 31. Oh my gosh! Wow. Um, wow. I just got rolled 19. It's pretty crispy. Crispy, um, pretty crispy one. He so, also shows him the entry talking about the cube. So Aaron looks at this, and Aaron, this is this is magic that like rivals all set as ring. I say Frizzigig, this stinks of magic. And uh, he, he is correct in believing this is a fragment, um, and that if there are. That, that, that there are other fragments and if perhaps they were uh, brought together um, if you had like another fragment and rolled again maybe you might learn something more but you okay. know that there are more fragments and that they hold immense power um, and together they do something yeah when they're defragmented lol Hello. Um, I, I guess I am also hung up on the way we ended things with Alec. Aaron, I know you don't love them, but I feel like we may have had a chance to talk to him about not being a Hell Knight. I guess, Kaleri, maybe if you crack him open, I don't know. I hope he doesn't hate us. I hope he doesn't hate Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. You know, uh... Would you two go on your date? Uh, just ask him what he thinks. I'm not going on a date with Alec. Oh, come off it. You definitely are. That is not true. That is not true. All right, fine. Anyway, Aaron, all this to say, that is why we came in with Alec. I don't think he's that bad of a guy. I just think he's a victim of the system. But you haven't told us what happened to you. And I want to know what happened to you. Well, what happened to me was I went to the, the bug. Sorry. I went to the bug. <laughs> <laughs> this place is very filthy. <laughs> That's I, like. Go ahead. Huh? Sorry. May I speak to the manager? I went to the bookstore. Um, and Vaz tricked me. She asked me if uh, I would be her ward. I said, yeah, cool. And I even said, like, oh, I got to do my adventuring stuff. So between the job and, and this, like, that can't take up too much time. I got to adventure. And she's like, okay. And then less than an hour later, bandits everywhere. 
the it seems like the combat is rigged against me i instantly go down like it doesn't matter what i do i'm trying to pull out all my spells i tried to turn invisible apparently it basically does nothing in a context like this it was it was wow. a terrible situation i thought boss was dead i thought i was dead and then i wake up and i'm in a cave calmont is chained up on the wall my god and i'm like gods and then there's an mm -hmm. undead dude at the door and he's just being undead, standing guard. And then Voss walks in and she says, Haha, welcome to my ultimate plan. You're dead, I'm dead. This Kalmon guy, let's turn him into a zombie. You kill him. And I'm like, I don't want to kill him. She's like, kill him. And I'm like, I don't want to kill him. And she's like, kill him. And I'm like, no. And she's like, fine, I'll do it. And then kills him. But then is like, now make him a zombie with me. And I'm like, I don't know. And then she's like, do it. And I'm like, fine. And then I make him a zombie with her. And I deeply regret it. But I also gained like a level in a day, which was crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. In like a literal day. Like I just one day of like chatting and talking and make somebody a zombie. And immense power thrust upon you. It was a real powerful day. So then we're wandering through with these zombies. She's like, here, I'm going to give you untold power. I have secrets. I'm still not really fully sure what those secrets were. She made it sound like it was so much bigger than it actually was, it seems like. But, I mean, the doors, it was, it was pretty cool. So she she had something. Um, but we would have found it. <laughs> Relic I mean, like, from thousands of years ago. And yeah, no, but yeah. we would have found it. We would have found it. And then we yeah. ran into some spiders, which was another combat that kind of seemed rigged against me. Um, just with the amount, like the, the, the enemy force seems so unbalanced, but we made it through. We lost one in the undead, but, um, <laughs> yeah. And then I met you guys and Alec was there and I, I held in, I held, you know, I wasn't, I didn't fight him or nothing because I probably lose, but <laughs> I still didn't, I don't like him. Because of who he's affiliated with, you say he's a product of the system, but it's it's obviously his choice. Like, I mean, it's not very systemic when it's voluntary, <laughs> just saying. Orphan <laughs> and bed and food, black armor. <laughs> I don't see a lot of, lot of choice up in here. It's just my opinion. You, may, you know more about it than I do. All right, but I'm just saying, Clary says something like, you know, like, hey, join us. And then the second, the guy, the faceless Hell Knight men show up, men and ladies. Was one of them a lady? Yeah. I couldn't tell. They were all wearing armor and I couldn't see their faces. They all seemed to be. gender playing importance here? What is this? Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> Thank you for that kind I've, of guy. I, I thought I remembered it's that. Four, seven, I, I thought I remembered was wearing, one was wearing AR. A, a female armor plate. Sorry, I'm just. Trying to remember things correctly. Because she has boobies, yes. She didn't have a face. None oh, of them did. That's right. All of the fans have been wanting Ur Ur Urkel to say that word. And boobies. Finally gave it to <laughs> The fans got they wanted. And just like Hell Knights do, they take whatever they want. Hell Knights do. Hell Knights stew. <laughs> Filled with corruption. T tune in this Thursday on Twitch as Urkel makes Hell Knights stew. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Chowdery with clumps of corruption <laughs> I see a bit of brainwashing happening to Alec seems to wrestle with himself maybe you're right but I don't know if I'm completely sold well he was 
really good at taking my stuff. <laughs> Trust oh, me, I know. He probably hates me. Um, as your conversation winds down, which uh, did you have anything else important to discuss? I don't think so. I There's mean, a lot of important stuff to discuss. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah but but it's true. Yeah, you know. I think I think we've like previously discussed our next mode of action. So really, we only need to discuss what to do with the deed to the castle. So I'm thinking French country <laughs> for the interior. <laughs> well, no, but we, I mean, we, it's a great place for the ward puppies. Will have a, a yard to run in. Absolutely. That's true. But the first big thing we got to figure out is uh, what about the bumble brushes? No shit, actually. I think a 30-day notice is perfectly legal, perfectly fair. <laughs> I'm oh. not. I, I don't think we evicted them. I am joking. No worries. Just kidding. But I did want to kind of run a passion. Just what about, what about Pat and Zarf? <laughs> Fuck them. Get them out. <laughs> 30 days. 30 days. <laughs> we need to we need to make them our um uh ah like uh, in Lord of the Rings the guy who watches the gate and Bree. <laughs> yeah. They will be our that. <laughs> the, the I want them like, to be our like gate guys. Goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's we can employ so them funny. for That's like so a copper funny. piece a week or something. Yeah. They'd love yeah, it. Yeah, they we, we give them some trash they'll think it's treasure of the good. Yeah, spray paint some pieces of paper. They're <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> I like paint that some, idea. I do. Paint some clay circles gold. They'll never know that. Yeah, I think out a piece of basically paper good. and a quill. Basically good. Basically good. Start, basically start taking good. notes. Okay, so Pippin's off will be our doorman. 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 I think that's it, Chance. I think we've covered the bases. <laughs> okay, yeah, you yeah, guys. Yeah, we, we, we can iron that out You guys later, are going yeah. into depth about what your plans are, what you're doing with the castle. You're all excited. Uh, at this point, um, a woman kind of comes up to you guys. It's Greta Gardenia. And she says, she says, hello. Hello, adventurers. Uh, 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 one of the Hell Knights just dropped off uh, Miss Foz Lorraine. And it, it would appear she was in cahoots with the Bloody Blades after all. And responsible for burning down her own establishment and thanking her death as well as yours, Aaron. I'm, I'm very happy to see that you're alive. Um, but I just want to tell you that the bodies that we recovered nearly 24 hours after you left, we... Morta notified me that apparently so there was some magic on the corpses and they were truly the bodies of two of the gods that were taking Kalmont to Elidir. They had disguised them. But um, I'm, I'm here to uh, hand over these. She like pulls out a backpack that you've seen that was on Vaz Lorraine. And she kind of puts it on the table. She says, normally I'd, any contraband or, or goods of criminals we take hold of by the town and we, we, we use them to kind of pay the bills, but didn't seem right, um, seeing as most of this stuff is useful to adventurers. So, um, especially if someone of our king talents, she looks at Aaron and she says, um, 
wanted to make sure you could put these to good use and you'll deserve it. Um, uh, yes, yes, there's some magic items in there. Uh, Mr. Montague did notify me that the the other Hell Knights are going to be returning the bodies of the Bloody Blades, and I I will uh, send send you um, payment for that uh, in, in the coming days. But I just wanted to check in with you. Um, you've decided to stay here in Breachill, after all. It appears you are going to stay for a little bit longer, I suppose. What gives you that idea? Well, it, it seems you've taken a liking to the town, and it appears you've helped us in numerous ways. I've just heard word of the, the goblins. Um, I just assumed. Uh, are you planning on going separate ways, or will you be staying with us longer? Frizzigig is very quiet. I'm not sure we all decided yet. I but I believe... I believe there's a good chance that we will stay. Yes. For a while. Very good. Then, um... I... If, if any other news comes my way, I... I will be sure to visit here to try and find you if... Any other tasks need to be done until the next Call of Heroes or until you leave town. But um, I, as town head counselor, I thank you for all of us, all of us here at Breachill. And if you ever need anything, just let me know. And she kind of starts to leave. Miss Greta, before you go. Yes, Mr. Short. Um... A couple of things, and I'm so sorry to bring up business, but it, was it you who we talked about? A payment for the gods, taking care of the gang? About, about what? Getting head. Like, we got she like 50 bucks would, head, Yeah, right? she, yeah, she just said she was in the Oh, she would, I'm sorry. Yeah. Forgive me. I was thinking yeah. that. I, my head was... Oh, were sorry. you not listening to me? When I, was <sighs> I was think. I was wanting to ask... We never um, do, Chance. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 I know that I'll be here for a few days, and I mean, obviously, it doesn't have to be tonight, but I have uh, two questions for you. One, is there a, a mister oh my God. <laughs> in your life? So you saying that? Uh, yeah. No. And are you free for dinner sometime this week? Her face gets, uh, blushes a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Aaron and blushes a lot. <laughs> she says, um, Yes, I am free most evenings. Um, is there something you need to discuss? Payments to your party? Or? There is something I would like to discuss, if that's okay. <laughs> Are you free, maybe? Real day? <laughs> Evening, 6 o'clock? I will need to check my schedule. Um, but, I, yes, I, I, I will have my people call your people. See you there. <laughs> Man, we've been we've been over here just trying to like like Clary and Alec and Vaz and when Aaron. We, and we no missed the clue. real one. It's been there all along. Oh my gosh. Uh, we have a contract with so her foolish. ancestor's name on it. Yeah, or he's just trying to get information because he's yeah, a snake. Because yeah. I'm a snake. I mean, two birds, one stone, right? Um 
Okay, Two so birds, that one happens. Uh, Aaron, Two birds, one bone. <laughs> Aaron, just give me a, a basic arcana check as you pilfer through Vaz's goods. Pilfering. Uh, 26. Okay, that'll do it. Um, that'll do. I think Two Birds One Bone is is in the oh, running for the funniest thing that, we've ever said on this podcast. That's the name. That's the name of the episode where they talk. <laughs> two Birds One Bone. <laughs> two Birds One Bone. <laughs> that's uh, a T-shirt. <laughs> Much better than I'll take care of these monkeys. I'll take care of these <laughs> monkeys. It's <laughs> a decapitated oh, no. monkey and a blade cutting its head off. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, Aaron, you find a plus one dagger. Hey. Most excellent. Uh, find a plus one dagger. And? Um, and uh, you find... Oh, here we go. Uh, plus one dagger. You find one scroll of sleep. Mm. And... A scroll of true strike. And a scroll of acid arrow. Ooh. And a scroll of false life. Ooh. Yeah, them getting scrolls. And a scroll of obscuring mist. <sighs> and a scroll of touch of idiocy. And and a scroll of I believe it's recall memory or like imprint memory. Wow, scroll city. And, um, what was that last one? Recall of, yeah, recall, recall memory. memory. Uh, and that's all. You could probably use that one, Urkel. Recall memory. Sorry, oh, it's, it's, it's a object memory. Oh yeah, that's much better then. I forgot that you just if, told me that we're you get spied on, and I'm gonna ask you again. If uh, get spied on. if the object is war, Urkel remembers everything. <laughs> um, I know my place. It is time you learn yours. My time in the time, military. At this time, you guys kind of continue your war. chat. You talk for the next few hours or so. Eventually, you guys split up for the evening. We're going to follow Urkel as he makes his way through the streets and approaches a familiar house and knocks on the door. Hello? Uh, uh, I'm coming. And eventually the door is unbolted, and we see the, like, seven-foot-tall Tiberius Ulfnod open the door. And he says, Ah, Urkel, my boy. What are you doing? What are you doing this late? I was about ready for bed. Hi, um, mind if I come in for a moment? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, sorry, place is a mess. And you go in and, and like, nothing's been, it's been untouched from where it was. Everything was left. <laughs> it's fine. It's the same. Yeah, and he, you know, kind of comes over and he he's sitting at his fireplace. He sits down. I go ahead and Urkel kind of looks around again. There's all those, like, Trophies all over the house. Yeah. His his yeah. ruined greatsword is over the mantle. Sat down in the uh, 
giant leather chair opposite Tiberius and um, so I talked about your sword today I remember that when I was a boy did, did you now well oh. I haven't I haven't used I haven't used her in some time now yeah I um, remember that thing you told me one time about power of, of the man holding the sword and I don't know it's not it's not the power of the sword but the power of the man behind the sword I believe it was that's right been on the road a little bit dad I um oh <clears throat> got something I think you might be interested in I take off my bag and I ruffle through it a little bit and just grab kind of the, the wrapped up nasty bargest head. So have you, and I unwrap it and say, have you seen one of these before? Good God, son. Is that that it's be a, the head of a goblin god? It's the, um, you remember that, um, Remember that fine lady I told you about um, in the military that I lost? Uh, I'm pretty sure this is um, pretty sure this is the thing that, that got her. And I killed it. We killed it. He, I mean, at this point, you're both standing and he's like kind of taking the head and is admiring it. Just checking to see if it's not a trick, you know? Yeah. And he looks at you and you just see he's like stunned. Like, you just seen his eyes. Like he's... And he kind of like his shoulders kind of slump and he kind of the... He like drops his, his arms and he lets go of the head and it kind of rolls on the ground. And he kind of walks over to you and just gives you like a huge burly embrace. Very quick though. The moment before I grab it, him back. Okay. Before it sets in, he kind of lets go and says, "My, my boy, you've you've grown." He's, I. He's trying to find the words. Uh, d um. Think I. Dad, we lost. A, I, I, I lost a friend. We um, we thought he was dead. It turned out to to be a, a magic trick, I guess. I don't know. It's I'm not too savvy on all that. But for a while, I thought I thought we'd lost somebody, and that I remember when you when you were with the nine, you'd come home after losing someone, and you'd you'd go away. You'd you'd you'd, you'd drink. You'd you'd maybe get in a fight, and I I just. Losing somebody. That's hard. And I don't... I don't know if there's... much to be said now, but... Maybe I judged you a little bit too harsh when I was a boy. He has been looking at the ground now for some time 
stares into the fire. The flames kind of light up his face every now and then. He There's a long pause after you say this, and he walks over to the kitchen, opens a cupboard, and pulls out an old glass bottle of brown liquid. Pours two glasses. Walks back. He says, I only drink this on two occasions. One, when I wish not to remember what has happened. when I never want to forget what has and he hands you the drink do you accept absolutely I take it and he kind of cheers and he says I never want to forget this moment and he drinks Neither do I. And I drink. And we pan through the window and go out the night sky. Oh, dang. <laughs> Tell me my crazy. heart's <laughs> We didn't write that, man. No, that, that was right. a freaking call. Oh, that, that out of my ass. Great. Oh, that was man. great. Oh, man. We have three bullet points. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> like, okay, a couple, couple things to touch on. That's man. so funny. That wow. Good job. And every time I do his voice, my throat hurts. Um, Sorry. It's a great work. <laughs> um, man, that was very good, Zach. Great job. Yeah, you too, man. Well, at this point, I believe... Um, uh, yeah. I believe it's time for us to pan back whew, over to the Wizard's Grace. Pan over to Wizard's Grace, Grace, and um, we see Clary sitting by the fire. The same seat, actually, that she sat in when she first entered this tavern. And we see her sitting with her Isagurian Pale Ale. <laughs> And eventually she sees the door open and Mr. Montague enters. Um, Alec walks over and takes a seat by her. Appears to be in a better mood than you last saw him. And he says, Ah, oh, Miss Caleri, it's good to see you again. Have you rested up from, from all the... the strife we've been through today and he sits down with his stout well Alec it's good to see you uh, absolutely I like to believe when we left I was only walking on dregs adrenaline carried me here but thankfully I've been able to work my way back up and she like holds up her arm like, to her bicep and says check out this new scar I got from all that 
negative energy that poured through my body. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so he says, hot. He says, ha That's nothing. Have you seen this? And he, like, kind of pulls down part of his shirt and revealing a giant scar Ooh. that goes down his, like, from his, like, ne- top of his neck down to, like, his chest, you know? So he's, like, got this nasty thing from... And he kind of just... Uh, I think I think he took a big hit from. Uh, oh, it's a burn. We'll say it's a burn because it's from that fireball. Did did a lot of damage to him actually. Mm-hmm. Comparatively to his his uh, hit points. So, yes, that nasty monkey did quite some <laughs> damage. That's so bad. <laughs> nasty monkey. It's quite the damage to me with that fireball, but I killed oh, that monkey. God. One of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm loving just, it. I'm just, just pandering to Ronnie's. Oh, uh, it's so funny. <laughs> Kill that monkey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Alec, that's quite the, quite the medal of honor you got there. So, uh, yes. Well, you fight. You you fought valiantly. I, after agree, I, I do not wish to spar with you again. <laughs> I know. I know you will defeat me this time. You've. It was you who, although you'd never dealt the killing blow to that bargast, that you, you did most of the damage. I saw you gut his intestines. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. got the last hit. He deserves all the glory. Yes. But he's not there to defend himself. Yes, but alas, I, I will say, had I, had not you and the others been there, I would have met my untimely end. Ah uh, yes. Well, you've you've got some good friends. You you keep good company, Miss Kaleri. I I must say that they um, weren't all fans of me, but I I do owe you for for seeing not seeing something, seeing the real me, seeing something that others, when they see Hell Knights, they don't they don't think past it. You, I feel like you know me a little bit, and well, I. I believe you ought to know a bit more. After saving my life and fighting beside me, I never had anyone in all my life, in all my short life, that's a, 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 a sister in arms. I've never had that. And a deal is a deal. Well, absolutely. But, uh, I do believe I need a few more drinks in me. And. <laughs> uh, we watch as time passes and drink after drink kind of uh, um, Alec and Kaleri both get a little bit tipsy get, get a pretty big get tipsy. a little bit of tipsy get turned mm. and <laughs> they're having a get good time a little, maybe uh, flirty having, having a good time um, and then eventually Alec says and, and what do you what do you think of this hero duels hey. and he pulls Pulls out a card and he says, "I, I bought this from some dwarf here in town. Ten gold pieces was steep, but he promised me it's the, the hell of a lot of fun." Says, what? "I've, I, I got the str- uh, strong warrior, this Dura stout arm. I'd like to meet this. I'd like to meet this man." Oh, Duras, the Duras card. <laughs> well, I, yes, Duras. I will say I am oh, quite a man. fan of hero duels myself. I. I fell victim to the dwarf's musings as well, and I've got a couple on me, actually. And I pull out my 
Alvaron Del Hammerfell card, my most proud card, and also my Vincarlo Rossini card, both incredible cards by my standard. His expression darkens. His face becomes very serious. That that man points to the Alvaron card. I I don't know much about him. I know he's king of the high city. When I was a child, I dreamt every night of killing that man. But but why? To everyone. To everyone else, he was a savior. Champion sent from the gods to save our world, but to me, well, he destroyed mine. We fade away from the tavern, and now we are in an elaborate hall with crimson rugs and gold and silver decorations. Frescoes line the ceilings of famous battles, but in this hall, we see a small squad of Hell Knights, Order of the Nail, standing outside a gigantic door. Behind these Hell Knights, we see a man in fine black clothing, and behind his legs we see a young boy. The man crouches up down to eye level with the boy, and grins ear to ear. Now, now you mustn't be so scared. All of the devils are gone from this place now. The heroes have killed them all. The boy nods sheepishly, but still looks around the room nervously. Stalgrim, I believe they're ready for us, says a man in the most impressive armor. Yes, of course, sir. The man stands up as two guards open the great doors, revealing an enormous throne room. Now, Alec, be a good man and wait here. I'll be right back. The Hell Knights and the man enter, and then the guards close the door behind them. A young Alec now stands alone in the large hallway. He runs over to the door and peeks through a crack into the throne room. We see a magnificent room, lavishly decorated with frescoes, mosaics, hanging tapestries of crimson silk embroidered with gold thread. Three colorful stained glass window panels present scenes of past kings and queens. A huge fireplace stands in the corner, its mantle shaped like an enormous stone tree that has spread its branches up to the ceiling. Against the far wall, a low dais of granite sits the crimson throne, an iron throne draped with deep red silks and crimson velvet cushions. Upon the throne we see King Alvaron, and beside him are two other fine chairs 
or the dwarf king of Yonderhof dwell here iron crown and a dark-haired wizard in illustrious red robes. The Hell Knights stand in the center of the hall, in front of the Crimson Throne. Stalgrim walks in front of them and approaches the granite platform. Hello, your majesty, King Alvaron del Hammerfell of the Crimson Throne of Covosa. Champion of Iamade, nomad of the Shared Ember, slayer of Karzog, rune lord of pride, savior of Varicia. Yes, what have you come to say? You speak for the Hell Knights? Yes, I am Thelonious Stalgrim Esquire, mouthpiece of the Hell Knights, Order of the Nail. We come to congratulate you on your new ascension as ruler of Corvosa, and wish to speak to you about the ongoing contract between the Order of the Nail and the Crimson Throne, as decreed in 4638AR by Her Majesty Queen Domina. I see. It was Queen Domina who invited the Order of the Nail to our shores to help bring peace to this land. But now we enter a new era of peace with our new neighbors of Yonderhof and the Shawanti tribes that Kavrosa no longer needs the aid of the Hell Knights. A stunned silence falls in the throne. Do you see this throne? It is my duty to do this. This city was nearly ripped apart by someone who sought the aid of powers of hell and I am not about to allow another group of devil-worshipping extremists into this city with open arms. The time of the Order of the Nail in Corvosa is over. This peace will not last forever. When those Shawanti dogs and dwarves get greedy and power-hungry, they will turn on you like the savages they are. It is only us who value true law to keep the people safe. I will not stand for you to insult my friends in my own throne room. Take your men and go back to Chiliax where you belong. That is my final decree. The Hell Knights and Thelonious turn to exit the throne room quickly. Alex steps away from the doors right before they fly open and the Hell Knights march away. Thelonious motions for Alec to follow. We fade back to the Wizard's Grace to see a distraught Alec sitting across from Kaleri. He did not know what he had done. The king sent us away from Citadel Vraid back to our homeland. But no one, no one could have predicted what the House of Thrun did next. Our view shifts again from the tavern to the bedroom of a noble child. We see a young Alec fast asleep in a large bed. There's a slam, and he starts awake. Thelonious enters the room frantically, walking over to Alec. Son, we need to go. Get your things. Where are we going, father? A, a last-minute holiday. Now get your, just get the essentials. Alec grabs his bag and starts stuffing it with clothes. He looks around and grabs a Hell Knight action figure and stuffs it deep in his pocket. Alec rushes out of the room to join his father and mother, a beautiful chelish woman, downstairs. Alright, let's be off. We follow Alec and his parents through the dark and quiet city streets. Eventually, they make their way through a narrow alley and end at a hidden dock. A small dinghy is tied to a peg at the end of the dock, where a man stands waiting. Alec, please wait here. 
Your mother and I, we will speak with this man alone. Alec nods and stays in the shadows. Thelonious and his wife walk out to the pier to meet the man. But they're too far away for Alec to hear anything they're saying. He watches nervously as the adults talk, holding on to his Hell Knight action figure. When he notices other figures stepping out from behind stacks of crates, four Hell Knights make their way with swords drawn towards his parents. Father! Thelonious turns as the sword comes down. Alec drops his bag and watches as the sword runs through his father. Alec, run! Alec darts. He runs faster than he ever has in his entire life. He hears the sound of clanky play mail behind him. Shouts of scary men from all around him, but all he can focus on is running. Time forgets Alec as he dashes through the city streets. He runs and runs until his vision turns black, and he is no more. He awakes in a small bed, surrounded by other children sleeping in beds. He looks around frantically, finding that he's still clutching on to his Hell Knight toy. Do not worry, boy. You are safe now. We see an older woman in black robes sitting by his bed in the candlelight. We found you outside in the streets. You would have nearly froze to death if we would have found you any later. Where are your parents? Alex starts to sob into his shirt. I see. Do not worry, boy. We... Here, worshippers of the Prince of Darkness, look after children just like you. Do not worry, boy. We will take good care of you. The scene shifts back to the wizard's grace. A line of tears run down, run down Alec's face as he stares down at the table. He quietly picks up his glasses and takes a long drink of ale. He finishes the entire glass and sets it down. There's a long pause. <laughs> Forgive me, Miss Galeria. It's P.S. I've embarrassed myself. He wipes away tears. Alec, I'm... Alec, I... I I don't know what to say. I I'm I'm so sorry. I I know what it's like to lose your parents. And I know what it's like to feel alone. But that doesn't change the pain. It's, it's okay. I I understand. He sits and listens and kind of nods. He is like, he's very, very drunk at this point. His like head is kind of wobbling. You want to see something? You want to see something, Miss Caleri? And he kind of pulls out the folded up painting and the journal, the book. 
He says, look at this here. And he kind of opens the book and he says, that's, that's my father's name. My, my father wrote this book. And, and he unrolls the painting and he says, and this painting. I looked at this painting as a boy. I was there when he painted it. Ah, that's a talented man, my father. She's just staring at it. Well, and he takes the painting and book in one hand and tosses them into the fire. Alec, 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 you're very, you're very drunk. I think you... Can't hold on to contraband, Miss Caleri. It's like if I were caught with that, Alec, I'd be a dead listen man. to me, Alec. These people, these people that you serve, that you, they're the ones that took everything from you. The House of Thrun, the Hell Knights. Why are you serving the hand that, why are you, Alec? Alec, you need to wake up. Absolute law does nothing but justify pain. You probably can't even understand me right now. You probably can't even understand me because you're so drunk to escape the pain that you must feel every day from working with these people. Alec, you... You have a good heart. Your father... The only relics of which I'm, I'm sure you just threw into that fire. He, he raised a good man. I'm sure he was a good man. Alec, it's, it's not the only way. You, you don't have to serve this prince of darkness to find something. To, to honor your father. Alec, the past day we. I and these the others, we've seen who you really are. And that black armor isn't what you really are. I don't even know if you're going to remember this in the morning, but... I was serious when I asked you if you wanted to come with us. I think we're the people you belong with, not them. We're not going to take everything from you. And pretend that we didn't. He... Listens to everything you say. He says, Your words are true. I am a split man. Alec. Alec Montague is a good, loyal Hell Knight in training. Orphan trying to prove himself to be something greater to help people. And also, Alex Stalgren, a boy who's been ripped away from his family due to his childish notions of killing a king. Only one of these men can survive. 
he takes off the ring on his finger. The one inscribed to my love, T. Stalgrim. He puts it on the table near Kaleri. Says, this is my mother's ring. She gave it to my father. To T. Stalgrim. Alex Stalgrim would inherit this. But Alex Stalgren cannot exist. Not when Alec Montague does, at least. I want you to hold on to this for me. I leave tomorrow morning with my comrades, and Alec Montague will become a good Hell Knight. But if you hold on to this, Alex Stalgrim will survive in your memory. Please, Miss Calera, I want you to hold on to this ring for me. Alec, Alec, please. Alec, don't do, don't go with them. I, just come with us. Let Alex Stalgrim live. Not only with me, but in reality. I, I I, don't understand why you have to play this game. I, I don't understand why you have to keep trying to be something you're quite obviously not. What do you gain from, from playing this game? What do you gain from being a Hell Knight that you couldn't gain from being a good man? You know what they do. They killed your fa- They killed your father! His blood is on their hands. No one else's. Not the king's. He stands up. And he says, Miss Clarium, I really must be going. Thank you for this drink. And I- I know I will see you again. And he looks at you and smiles. And walks out the door. Clary punches the bar, takes the ring, grabs a piece of string from her bag, ties a loop around it, puts it on her shoulder, like ties it to her shoulder. And kind of just slumps, defeated, and stares at the fire. Let's fucking go. Man. Damn, bro. Man, man, man. Woo. Man. Fucking hell nights, dude. That's man, was so that a hot heavy. date or man. what? Man. Man. Freaking hell nights, dude. Man, he's just a he's brainwashed kid. Man, yeah. hell nights suck. Um, he doesn't suck. I said hell nights do. No, I said I said, but he doesn't suck. Alex Stalgrim is a like is a good man. Alec Montague can kiss my ass. Montague's a little bitch. Um, Clary exhausted. Did does Clary? Oh yeah, sorry, you explained that. Clary exhausted. Um, 
heads heads up. Um, so her bed, their bedroom, sits, and she pulls out that. I imagine she pulls out that that keystone, that fragment of her past. This this charm that she saw in her mother's quiver. She studies it. She's still very tipsy, very hazy. She looks at it, turns in her head. She sees the engravings of Ketiphus, her her house god. But we see there's an inscription. An inscription in Mwangi. On the back, it's in some kind of magic runes that say Jaguar clan. Clary thinks that this might mean something, but she she doesn't she doesn't have any magical prowess. Um, but at that time, we see Aaron making his way down the hall past her room. Skipping around, having a good time. <laughs> Gonna take a bubble bath. Do I see Aaron? Like I see him. Yeah, passing. you. I mean, you hear him humming about taking a bubble bath. Taking a bubble bath. Aaron, 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 come here. Oh my goodness. Hey, Clary. Aaron, I've got something way better than a bubble bath. <laughs> Magic runes, baby. Magic runes. <laughs> you are so right. Who was talking about a bubble bath? <laughs> Aaron, so I've magic. I've had a really rough night, but it'd really be helpful to me if you could tell me what this means. I can uh, read to you what it says in Mwangi, but I I've got no magic. I've, I've got magic. Know. See this With... part here? It says. The Jaguar Clan. Oh, Jaguar Clan. <laughs> uh, with with both of you, with Clary showing Aaron, Aaron does not see it, but only Clary does. Uh, but with both of them focusing and, a, you know, a check, an arcana check from Aaron, maybe? You're, Come on, Aaron, please. Let's get one going. I got... Only an 18. It is enough. And Aaron, you know that this spell, there's a spell cast on this. And it is a divination spell. And if someone with the spell object memory, (gasps) you see there is a memory implanted into this object. Oh, I wow. have an amazing idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear it, Aaron. Let me hear it. Whoops. Cracks out a scroll. Aaron casts the spell from the scroll, and the scroll like dissolves, and you see now that the the object is glowing. And as Clary, do you touch it? I touch it. I grab it. As Clary touches it her body kind of falls limp and she passes out 
and her vision fades to a jungle village nestled in a thick part of the Mwangi expanse. We hear an earth-trembling roar that shakes the giant trees. The Kujai elves run out with spears and bows in hand. They form formations throughout the village. But we focus at one woman in particular. She has long braids that go down to her waist and wears vibrantly colored hide armor. Her deep green eyes show a mixture of terror and determination. Hold until you can see the red of his scales. Look for any gaps that you can take advantage of. The Jaguar clan needs you. We are Kujai, and we kill dragons! She lets out a tribal war cry, and, and all the others repeat this phrase. We are Kujai, and we'll we kill dragons. We are Kujai, and we kill dragons. She takes off into the woods at an incredible speed. She darts through the foliage as quick as a cat. But we see another figure catching up to her. Kaleri's father catches up to the woman sprinting with spear in hand. Please tell me you are not hunting alone, my love. He is not after our village, Camille. He seeks one thing, and I will not let him have it. I must face this alone. No, Shafira. We are bonded. I will be with you until the very end. The two elves match speed and shoot off into the dense jungle toward the sound of the approaching dragon. A giant shadow swoops overhead as Shafira and Camille race up the giant trees and begin jumping from branches and swinging on vines in an attempt to follow the large shadow as it passes over the jungle. Shafira, now! Camille pulls back on a large branch that it almost bends to the point of breaking. Shafira lands onto the branch right as Camille lets go, and she is launched vertically at a staggering speed. Shafira draws a bow and knocks an arrow as she hurtles towards the canopy. Her slender figure breaks into the open sky, only for a brief moment, but it is enough for her to catch sight of the dragon. The gargantuan red-scaled beast soars a few hundred feet ahead of her. She fires her shot. It ripples through the air, leaving a smoke trail. And even though we can no longer see it, Siadi roars in pain. Shafira falls backwards down into the trees and continues rushing forward. She makes it a few hundred yards before she hears a strange guttural sound. She is tackled by Camille just as a pillar of fire reaps its way through the jungle. They both crash through the trees and land on the hard ground, dozens of branches breaking their fall. Shafira stands slowly now in a great clearing created by the dragon. My love, we must. She looks down to find Camille struggling to stand, the majority, the majority of his body blackened from the flames. Shafira tries to help him. No, I will be fine. You must, you must save us, Shafira. At this moment, there is a great slam as Sayadi crashes onto the ground. <laughs> it appears the Akujai do not welcome Dahak's chosen with open arms. The Akujai have defeated Dahak and banished him from this plane. What makes you think you would be any different?
Sayadi, chosen of the dragon god Dahak, harbinger of the Age of Ashes. And I will kill every last one of you in Kujai. Unless you give me what I've come for. Sayadi focuses on Shafir, and she quickly looks behind her, looking at her quiver on the hanging keystone. Hand over the keystone, and I will let your people live today. Never. The Akujai do not make deals with dragons. Shafira spits. Very well, then. You will all burn! Sayadi opens his maw and unleashes a giant cone of fire. Shafira barely dodges it into the nearby brush. You think you can hide from me? Sayadi swats at the brush and uproots it in one swipe. But Shafira is not to be seen. Immediately, from above, a giant jaguar pounces from the tree line onto Sayadi. It reeks its massive claws over his face and neck, penetrating his thick scales. Blood goes flying as Sayadi flails in hatred. The jaguar lands on the ground and readies to pounce for another attack, but it's too late. Sayadi's tail comes from a blind spot and launches the jaguar into a large, sharp rock. The jaguar is impaled by the massive rock and slowly begins to transform. Shafira crumples onto the ground below, gushing blood from a massive wound in her side. Sayadi approaches, laughing, blood still pouring from his face. Shafira pulls the keystone loose and tosses it on the ground in front of her. Take it. Just don't hurt my people. Sayadi picks up the small arrowhead. I don't think I will. You see, my god has a problem with holding grudges. And you, Kujai, must be punished for what you did to him so very long ago. I will give you a gift. I will let you live. Long enough for you to watch your people burn. <laughs> The dragon takes off into the air and makes his way towards the village. Camille staggers over to Shafira. My love, we must. No, I am, I am dead. Find our children and run, my love. Camille holds his head to Shafira's and then takes off, stumbling through the jungle. Shafira sits and listens to the cries of her people as they and their loved ones are burned alive as she slowly bleeds out. Her vision slowly gets darker and darker, but before it goes completely black, she sees a familiar pair of green eyes looking down at her. Ikire, find Kalere. And with that, Kalere wakes up.
Oh my god, oh. Chance, you dropped a bomb on me, dude. What? There you go. What am I supposed to do with that, dude? <laughs> oh my. That's some craziness. Bombs are dropped tonight, and they're not done, dude. That's brazy. Ooh, okay. Gosh, is Aaron still there looking at my limp body? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it only happens in like a few moments, and then Claire wakes up. <gasps> Aaron says, was it cool? <sighs> oh, my God. Was it, cool stuff? was it cool magic? Aaron, I... And I need to be alone for oh. a little while. I I'll explain. I'll explain tomorrow. Yeah, I know that kind of magic. Okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I'll text. Bad I'll trip. text you later. Okay. Thank you. Give it a beat. And Claire's gonna go back to her room and kind of just awestruck and overcome with like all the trauma of what happened previously. With kind of a new wave of knowledge, but with that comes more pain. That's yeah. your family again. She's gonna go to bed. Follow Aaron out of Claire's room. We watch as he goes to take a bubble bath, but we do not watch him take the bubble bath. <laughs> Time passes and Aaron comes out with a towel and a towel on his head and <laughs> goes to his room changes into some comfortable night clothes and we see that he sits at his desk and as he's changing and moving things around something falls out of his pocket onto the ground it is a gold scale oh yeah this thing does Aaron want to try and figure this out again yeah Aaron wants to try and figure it out again he takes a nibble out of it Alright, it's an arcana check. Arcana nibble. And that's a crit with a 33. That is exact. That's literally exactly oh what Oh my god. Well, okay, oh so wait. God. That, so, that so is. We leveled slow. up, right? That is, yeah. Okay, then it's a 33. That is oh. insane. Because, Aaron, you look at this gold scale. I don't even know how Aaron knows this. But you're like, this This has to be. There's no question about it. This is the scale of an ancient gold dragon. Oh, what? I wonder what his name was. Do I know? No. Don't know the name. You just know that it's an ancient gold dragon scale. If I eat it, will I get powers? Yeah, you go to level 10. <laughs> I swallow it whole. Um, <laughs> um, shortly after Aaron makes this epiphany, mm -hmm. there's a knock on his door. Mm. How serendipitous. I go in and answer the door. Standing at your door is a tipsy but coherent Alec Stahlgren. Hey, Alec. It says, hello, Aaron 
I I only mean to be brief. I don't mean to keep you up. Um, I I were leaving tomorrow, and I spoke to Clary or I can't remember. Sorry, forgive me. But they they told me that you're. They told me that you don't. I've had a bad deal with the Order of the Nail. Hell Knights in general, I believe. And they told me that... They told me that the the Order of the Nail took something from you. Yeah. And, uh... I, I'm sorry that I had to take your contraband from you, and I'm sure you're just trying to piece things back together. And to be honest, at this point... It's a dead. It's, there's so many dead ends with these Order of the Nail. The, they're probably dead or the hiding or whatnot. But I, I wanted to give you something, something that might help. I don't know. Um, the man I spoke about earlier, that Lucian Vote, it's a man that's eluded our grasp many times. And um, well, I found a found a painting of his, a, a portrait that he had. Put over another portrait? This man's a dangerous man. He was sent... I can tell you this. He was sent to Citadel Alteran as punishment. He committed crimes, took things a little too far, it appears, and was punished. And from my... From my understanding, he made himself lictor of Citadel Alterin when all power of the Hell Knight Order of the Nail had, had, you know, gone out. Propped himself up as some kind of leader. But technically, this is not contraband, so I wanted you to have it. It might be a clue of something. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I look ridiculous, I'm sure. I I must be going. I'm, I'm sorry to have bothered you. And he kind of just holds out a, the, the rolled up painting. Aaron grabs it and takes it into his hand. Mm. And then he says, Alec, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you, why are you with them? If you're helping us, why are you helping us? If you're with them, what's going on? Uh, Who do you want to be? I, I just, just spoke about this with Kaleri. Um, she's pretty great, huh? <laughs> yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, Miss Kaleri is a good f- friend. I would call her a friend at this point. Um, I don't know, Aaron. I'm doing what I think is best. I'm trying to do good in this world and... I cling to the law. It makes sense in my mind. The law just makes sense. And I'm doing my best. Have a good night. And he kind of walks out. Good night, Alec. Uh, I close the door and I say, that guy wasn't as bad as I thought he was. Hey, that's all I've been working for. He seems like a pretty good guy. (laughs) Um, Not too bad. I don't, Aaron, I don't know about his, dis- his decisions, but he seemed like a good guy. He seemed like a good guy. Aaron figured out. kind of walks over and sits at the desk and lays the 
roll the painting down and well like you know i guess you better look at it aaron undoes the painting and kind of spreads it out and he looks at this man this man with salt and pepper hair middle-aged long scar running from the top of his eye vertically down and disappearing into his gray bushy beard and there he is laying laying down on the ground on the cobblestone he's laying down on the ground his vision goes black white black his head hurts his head hurts so bad he looks around sees other people lying there looks up again his head still stinging his ears ringing he looks up and looking down on him in ebony armor is a man salt and pepper hair a long vertical scar disappearing into a bushy gray beard Aaron watches watches helplessly as the man tugs on his necklace and pulls the dark crystal from his chest and walks away Aaron's vision goes black and suddenly Aaron is lying on the floor in a cold sweat of his bedroom he looks around no one's there he's just in his bedroom stands up and looks back at the painting this is the man that stole from him the fake Lichter Lucian vote and we pan away from his window yo what the fuck we got him Ladies and gentlemen, he's dead. He's as good as dead. Big answer. You're done. You're done. (sighs) Mr. Votes. We pan. We pan, we pan, we pan. (sighs) Down from Aaron's window and (sighs) watch as Urkel walks into the bar. It's the tavern. It's very late. It's like 1.30 in real life right now. <laughs> 2.30 for... 2.30 for the East. Fucking... Oh, 2.30 for our... Oh, my gosh. East. Ur- Urkel walks in, exhausted, but feeling good after the, that talk with his dad. It's it's always weird, and but I think he feels good. We see Trinil say, Oh, uh, Mr. Urkel? Mr. Urkel Short. Uh, hello, good evening, Trinil. Um, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Um, I just—you've got a letter. Really? Yeah, it, ca- it came in a few days ago, but I haven't seen you around. But here you go. It, and then she holds out a envelope that says Urkel Short on it but that's all it says no address no nothing <laughs> I open it take a seat at the bar away from people I open it is there anyone around me no 
pretty empty now. Urkel opens the letter, and there is a folded piece of parchment, tri-folded, inside. And do the trifold. And does it. And we see Urkel looking at Urkel. On the parchment, there is a drawing of him. And it says, Have you seen this half-orc? And that we fade. Yo, what? Hold up. Like, is that Wait. like a missing persons or like a wanted poster? We fade. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Was it like a yellow parchment or was it like a milk carton? Uh, we fade. What into is a, going on? We fade into let, a. Let the man fade. Let the man fade. We fade into a beautiful marble floored room with 30 foot high ceilings, elegantly decorated tables with gold and white tinsel, and let candles fill the floor of the Eladir Capital Bank. Introductions of important members of society take place over drinks as well-dressed waiters snake their way through crowds to deliver more appetizers. The air smells of expensive wine and aged cheeses. Though the finely crafted suits and ball gowns we zoom in on a table filled with executives, and among them, a very finely dressed half-orc with graying hair who is fully engaged in a conversation with a few of the visitors at the table, talking with his hands and almost spilling his glasses of wine. The crowd settles down as a tall, handsome man climbs up to the podium. Mr. Vero smiles at the crowd and begins to speak. Good evening, and thank you all for being here on this momentous occasion. We have had an absolutely incredible year as a company, and the future is bright for the Eladir Capital Bank. The crowd erupts in applause, and Mr. Vero raises his hand to quiet the crowd once more. How can a company grow without a strong back to carry it? You all have a part in the growth of this business, this community. I consider you all a part of my family. But one person in particular has shown immense effort and care for our clients and stakeholders. I've known this man for quite some time, and tonight I wish to award him for his efforts. This man is a quiet leader and an incredibly hard worker. He has overcome so many obstacles and has never once let me down. His integrity is infallible and his demeanor kind. At this, Urkel fidgets in his seat, buttons his coat and sits tall in his chair. It is my pleasure to promote and announce Mr. Dominic as the new executive of the Bank of Operations and Finance Planning. 
The crowd roars the applause as the gold knight makes his way to the stage, his helmet still covering his face. Mr. Vero shakes his hand and hands a beautiful glass sculpture to the gold knight. Urkel twitches in his seat. His grip tightens on his wine glass, and it shatters in his hand, spilling wine and blood on the table. He presses back from the table and quickly makes his way out to the balcony, away from the crowd. The air outside is still and cold. Urkel fumbles with a cigar and drops it to the ground. He reaches down and picks up the cigar. As he raises, Mr. Vero appears in front of him. Getting some fresh air, Mr. Short? Urkel stands shakily, clothes disheveled and hair a bit hairy, staring at Mr. Vero. Nearly 25 years I've worked for this bank. I deserve this. Mr. Short, you know I cannot move you anywhere. I need you exactly where you are. Urkel steps back towards the edge of the balcony and looks over the edge at the cobblestone walkway below. Mr. Vero takes a step towards Urkel. You've put in your time at this company. You've worked hard. I don't need you to assist me in my business. I need you to... I need you to work the rigging. To be honest, Mr. Short, I'm going to be taking quite a bit off your plate. You know, give you more time with your family. Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry. You do have a family, yes? Mr. Vero raises his hand and begins to pat Urkel's cheek. Don't worry. You will be taken care of. The sound of a snapping bone rings out across the outside air. Mr. Vero reels backward, caught completely off guard by the clenched fist of Urkel, slamming into his jaw. As he stumbles backward, Mr. Vero attempts to steady his fall, but trips over his own feet, falling into and over the balcony railing. In an instant, Urkel is alone in the balcony, and after a moment, a dull thud hits the ground below. Urkel looks at his hand, knuckles bloody from the blow he's just dealt. He peers over the edge of the balcony to see a broken, contorted body of Mr. Vero. Panicked, Urkel hides his hands in his pockets and disappears into the crowd and out the door to the street below. We peer into the window of Urkel's office as he bursts through the door in a cold sweat. Urkel lights a candle, sits at his desk, and pulls out a sheet of paper. He begins writing, and after a moment, crumples the piece of paper and lights it on fire. The cold sweat builds on his brow as Urkel reaches into his desk again, but instead, he pulls out a dagger. He unsheathes the dagger. Answer the call. Quickly, Urkel grabs another sheet of paper, wets his quill, and writes another letter. And I, Urkel Short, will be leaving the bank of Eladir, he signs. Urkel Thaddeus Short. He grabs his sword cane, his pack, blows out the candle, and closes the door 
as he leaves blackout. Yo. Oh. Yo, my. what the <laughs> Bloody knuckles himself. Dude, what? Chance, I don't know if you timed that, but the music. We're not done. I know we're, we're, not, done. we're not done. We're, we're not done because we pan out of Urkel's view, watching himself, looking at himself in this photo. He crumples the parchment and throws it in the fire. He marches briskly up the stairs of the wizard's grace and into his room and closes the door. But we pan from his shut door, from Kaleri's shut door, from Aaron's shut door, and finally, we pan to Frizzakig's shut door. We pan through it, and we see Frizzakig sleeping, with Lucy and Patricia at his side. But his face is fidgeting. Cold sweat is all over his face and chest. We pan into Frizzy Gig's head and we witness the nightmare that he is having. Frizzy Gig stares out from a cramped space. He can hardly see anything but dark figures running and screaming. But everything seems familiar to him somehow. He's lying on his stomach and he feels the hard ground beneath his belly. He crawls forward, trying to get a better picture of what's going on. His vision improves, and now sees that he's in Gimgash. He watches as goblins run from, that's right, the heroes. They're attacking, they're attacking Gimgash. He, he looks around, scared, and he sees himself. Frizzigig watches as Frizzigig runs to town, throwing out chemical bombs at heroes. They explode and fire, lightning, acid, and ice splash over all the heroes and begin to retreat. But before they do, time starts to slow down. Frizzigig watches as Aldern deflects his bomb away. It sails through the air and it's coming right for him, but he can't move. He can't move. He's terrified. He has to move, but he can't. The small bomb lands a foot away from his face. And then, white. Everything is white. Pain. Pain unimaginable. Frizzigig runs. He feels the wind stinging against his face, but everything else feels numb. Why can't he see? Why can't he feel his legs? His arms? Why does everything tingle so badly? He trips and lands on his face in the hard ground. Roll. Roll. He, he, he starts flailing helplessly, trying to get rid of the tingling sensation all over his body. He prays. He prays over and over to Desna. Why is he praying to Desna? He prays to Desna to heal him, pleading with the gods to save him from this torment. And then black. Nothing. Nothingness. He feels nothing. He hears nothing. Sees nothing. But now he wakes up. But... He can't see anything, only black. He tries to crawl out for help, but a terrifying croak escapes his lips. He tries again. 
He can't speak. All he can do is croak and sputter. He coughs horribly and feels a wetness on his hand that covered his mouth. He has to find someone, someone who can help him. He runs, he runs until he can only walk. And then he walks and walks until he falls. He crawls and crawls until he can no longer move his body. He is cold, so cold. He is numb. He can feel nothing at all. Wait, what was that? People. He hears, yes, he hears the sound of people talking. His heart beats out of his chest. He musters all the energy he can to get to his feet. He stumbles towards the people. Yes, finally, people. They sound excited, their voices louder. Yes, they must see him. Their voices, their voices getting louder. They're, they must be coming to help. Stop. Everything stops. Why did everything stop? His chest feels weird. He moves his hands to feel his chest, and his fingers find cold steel. Why are his hands so wet? What's going on? I'm scared. What's going on? I'm scared. I'm scared. What's going on? I'm scared. What's going on? I'm scared. What's going on? Frizzigig wakes up. Frizzigig wakes up in his room. Lucy and Patricia start awake. Is... are you okay, Frizzy? I... I'm not okay. I need to... Chance, how far... How far is that clearing? He can run there. He take... Uh, uh, Frizzy Geeks is, uh... Stay. You two, you, you two stay here. And he, and he leaves. And he runs. And he runs. And he runs. And he runs. We watch as Frizzigig runs mile after mile, not stopping, running through the forest, the same forest outside Gimgash. As time passes, he reaches the clearing of the enormous tree where he and his friends once played. As he approaches the tree, he looks around and he sees sees something glistening from in the hole, the hole where they once would play in their clubhouse. He reaches. Uh, he he approaches it. Gets closer. He gets closer and. Some leaves, some brush, and he pulls out from this hole, this foxhole, a glowing elixir with dried blood on it. The same one he gave for the same one he gave Treasel two years ago. And with that, we cut to blackout. We pan and we see a relatively full tavern of Breach Hill citizens and various travelers sharing drinks and meals and tales. But away from these cheery villagers in the corner, we see a lone goblin on a short stool, tinkering with a small device. The goblin looks through his goggles at the object in his green fingers. 
though now they are mostly black from grease and oil. But as we take a closer look, we see that this is more than a device but a bomb. Frizzigig is not the only one working in Solace in this tavern. We turn to a table nearby, where we see a middle-aged half-orc man about to write a letter. He wears fabrics from the capital and writes with fine ink in a quill set as we watch him wet his quill and begin writing. He folds the letter into an envelope. He melts some wax over the envelope and presses his signet ring into it. As Urkel collects his things and wraps up his personal business, a woman passes by, making her way towards the fireplace. An elven woman takes her place at a seat near the hearth of the wizard's grace. She appears very out of place in this tavern. She wears garments made of furs and hides, and beside her rests a large greatsword against her chair. Her dark black hair is embraids on her almond-colored shoulders. A large scar from an old burn covers most of the side of her face. She pays no attention from the looks she's receiving from the villagers. She just stares at the roaring fire and the tavern's hearth. While Clary meditates by the fire on her mission and motivation, our last stranger sits at the end of the bar, contemplating his own journey. An elf man sits alone, slowly caressing the wooden beads of a bracelet in his hands. A large thud shakes Aaron from his thoughts. He turns and sees a large woman behind the counter who has just slammed a big pot onto the bar. She has her hair pulled back into a bun and dons a stained apron and a large smile. Attention, beloved patrons of the Wizard's Grace. Today is the first of Aridus, which you all know that means it's time for another call of heroes. We watch as the townspeople cheer, and one by one our heroes stand and introduce themselves. They take their place at the bar. But we pan away from them and into the crowd of townspeople to a table at the very back of the bar, where we see Bartram and the man in black sitting, watching from afar. Eh, so you're, you're sure about them? Have I ever been wrong? Yes, our players are finally in place. It would appear this world's fate is now in their hands. Blackout. Rap season one. Oh. Demo.